Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're a wizard, Harry. That, we got so many pop culture references tonight on The Flash, so stay tuned for more. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I get it how I live it. Get it. Get it. I live it how I get it. Kill it. Live it. What? Oh, wow, Steven. Didn't even get the edited version on there. Hello. Oh. <laughs> <My> bad. <laughs> I cut it. <laughs> We're all good. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Flash After Show. We're talking season four, episode six. When Harry met Harry, met Harry, met Harry, met, met Harry, darling. Just so many Harrys. Um, I'm your host Tiana Hobson, and joining me tonight, I've got my two lovely co-hosts. What's up, guys? I'm Drew Jones, and yeah. Hey, everyone. It's Chanta K. Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Drew and I are clearly both having brain farts left and right already, and the it show happened. just started. So, Chauncey, it's all up to you at this point. There we go. Here we go. Now you got the version without oh, get it. the cursing. It. You can't see this, but I'm really twerking in my seat right now. Like, I'm really good at twerking. Anyways. Sorry. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> so, let's dive into tonight's yes, episode. Last week we had the female-centric girls night out and this week it was right back to the boys it romance was, yes yes right on there it was the bromance central tonight which it, wasn't bad no it saw wasn't. some growth we saw a lot we had a lot of pop culture references which, yes i mean there's no way to get them all so we're going to talk about as many as we remember to and get but you guys in the chat if you're watching us live on youtube hop into the chat let us know what your favorite pop culture reference was from tonight. And if you're listening um, back to us later, then just leave us a comment. Go on iTunes, go on YouTube, leave us a comment and let us know what you thought. So let's start off with the case that's being worked. So we have a meta out there. Well, first of all, Dibney shows his true colors at the beginning of this episode. Bless his heart. I mean, he's still very sleazy. Yeah, He just can't shake that whole private detective vibe he gives off private detective <laughs> yeah it's all about the privates yes this detective so he him and barry are out getting coffee and clearly barry has been the one purchasing coffee because he forgets his wallet every time mm-hmm. and then barry leaves a tip and he takes it out when barry's not looking straight up thief straight <laughs> up thievery right yeah it's just, I mean, this guy, clearly he was on the right track, and then he got led down. He made a wrong choice. You know, it's that fork in the road, and he could go left or right, and he chose left, and he should have gone right. And he just hasn't been able to get back. So what I loved about tonight's episode is that we kind of see a little bit of redemption from his character by the end. Yeah. Um, so just to get a little bit into the um, case, uh, we have this meta who is attacking people with inanimate objects I'm yeah right yeah now. okay yeah i'm smart <laughs> <laughs> so she's using her powers to make 
things like a stone statue of a tiger, a lion, a jaguar, jaguar, jaguar. yeah, which saber tooth, saber tooth. I just want to throw out: if I personally had that power, I would do way cooler things with it than kill people. <laughs> With suitcases. I mean, we've had this conversation, though. Like, why aren't most of these metas using the powers that they get gifted to do something awesome instead of just, you know what? I'm going to steal from banks. I'm going to kill people. You could be helping the world. Yeah. Well, it seemed like with with her, in particular, Black Bison, that her she what she thought she was inadvertently helping people you know or her people the suit and you know the suit yeah. tribe mm-hmm. so that i mean it was it was one of those things where it was an interesting gray area a little bit not so mm-hmm. much the killing but like her like motivation she thought it was for like a greater cause yeah oh no sorry you guys keep talking I'm yeah yeah my no yeah like yeah just Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline with what she was doing like the whole idea like you know her people have been um the native american people have been ravished by the the man mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the white man or whatever and and that basically she's returned she was an activist before it happened and it seems mm-hmm. as though like maybe with what's going on with the bus with the metahumans that it's enhancing whatever energy they had before then yeah. and like enhancing that because we also saw a glimpse of the crier the from weeper. the weeper from yeah. last from last time there as well he was already crying on the bus and then I guess she was an activist that had got you know mm-hmm. um, arrested one time so yeah so I mean I get why she's doing what she's doing and she does think that she's helping so it's really cool to kind of see the balance of her thinking that she's helping people where Dibney over here is so focused on catching the bad guy yeah. that he's forgetting to help the people in the surrounding areas. Him and Barry get into it about Barry's style and his tactics because Barry lets her get away to save an innocent bystander. Um, so how did you guys kind of feel in that moment of, you know, Barry has always been, you know, save the innocent and here's Dibney like, no, we got to catch the bad guy, which sometimes I do be thinking, hey guys, can't we can't is aren't you fast enough to save everyone? Yeah. I think it's interesting now that there's two of them because I feel like why can't you do both? Like hopefully Ralph like gets into the swing of things where one can go after the bad guy, the other one can save the innocent bystanders. Like I was kinda wondering I was like, where is Ralph when Barry's like <laughs> what was Ralph doing in that like five second Well he was admiring his very stylish super suit. Clearly, because I was like, I feel like we could have nabbed this lady right then and there, but you know, we still have some more show to get through. So, <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was kind of a play on um, Dibney's um, previous stuff, where like, even when he had, when we had thought when we first met him that he was a bad cop, he was all about 
closing the case, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's why he did the whole planting of evidence and things like that. And I think in the beginning of the episode, we saw a a kind of callback to that in the sense of, I don't care about the other people. I want to catch this person. Mm -hmm. And that's where he still was, even though he was back to crime fighting. It was all about the case, all about the bottom line. Mm -hmm. And we saw that contrast because Barry's like, no, it's not about the bottom line. It's about the whole reason why we do this is to save the innocent people. It's not just about throwing this meta in jail. So that was a really cool, like, I thought, contrast between the two characters. Yeah. Ralph sees very black and white, like, we do this and this, and Barry's very, like, each situation you have to go into. Yeah, and what's interesting is I I read a couple weeks ago that this character was going to be introduced and that him and Barry weren't going to see eye to eye on how to catch the bad guys. What I read into that was that Dibney was going to be more, we got to kill people. If we yeah. have to kill, we have to kill. Like and Barry's yeah. all, you know, innocent. And no, we have to save everyone. So I like that it wasn't that and that it is this instead and he's learning and he's trying Mm -hmm. to be a good person and I even like that by the end he literally has all the feels yeah Yeah. he's he's caught all the feelings (laughs) all of the all of the feelings and just doesn't even know how to process being a human with emotions anymore that was that was beautiful and sad all to see that someone is living like that yeah um so I mean some more that goes on in this case there's just so much fun stuff but there's so much loaded in to a lot of these scenes a that lot. it was almost a little overwhelming for me tonight. I agree. 100%. It sometimes felt like scenes were almost like dragging on. And I think we even a couple times were like, is, is, how much time do we have in this episode? <laughs> oh, it's only been 20 minutes. <laughs> I thought they were about to close the case right now. Oh, the episode just started? No, they got it. Yeah, there were a lot of climactic like moments emotionally between the characters. I think that's why it was feeling like, okay, it must be the end because we're yeah. like the lesson of the night. Yeah, or, there are <laughs> many know? lessons. Like, Disney has come to his sense. All right, this, oh no, it's like we haven't even solved the case yet, you know, because they thought they had the bad guy, Black Bison, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so. You actually know something pretty cool about Black Bison, right? Yeah. Um, Ivan Soto actually in our chat pointed out as well and what we were talking about when we were watching it that this is not the first time, you know, Black Bison, the character, the villain of tonight's episode, didn't come out of thin air. Mm-hmm. Um, they were actually, I say they in in the sense because they were actually a guy in the comics when they first appeared in 1982. And um, in the Firestorm um, comic books. And so um, it was originally a, a man. And it was still the same kind of plot line of being a Native American. I don't remember what exact tribe they were from. In this in this version of Black Bison, she was part of the Sioux tribe. But um, still, like, with the idea of, like, you know, sticking it to the man in terms of... And it was a talisman that they were after or that they possessed. And in this one, they kind of, like, redid it where it was an activist and it was a woman, which is cool. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I always, I'm always down for having Diversity. a woman villain. Yes. You know, play not always play the up-and-up character. So that was pretty cool. And yeah. that and they're actually Black Bison, still in the man form, is in um, the New 52s as well. Oh. Um, um, actually, they uh, um, kind of uh, teamed up with Killer Frost in those. So... Ooh. I wonder if we'll get to see Black Bison pop up in maybe, like, Legends of Tomorrow then, since it is a firestorm. Yeah, that might be. I mean, since that's where they were, you know, first at. Well, we know she's at Iron Heights, and everyone gets out of there eventually. I know, because Wolf, you can't trust Wolf. (laughs) Yeah, trust him. (laughs) That suspicious-looking man. It's like, she's already, I mean, let's talk about some of her. So, we capture her first, and, well, first she uses the 
jaguar to attack someone. And then she uses um, the knight, the like, knight thing yeah. to attack people. Knight armor. Yes, the. I can't, I keep wanting to say like knight in shining armor, but that's not <laughs> that's not correct. Yeah, and then in the in the museum. When they're attacking her there. That was my favorite part. Yeah, that was pretty funny. First of all, first I thought, Night at the Museum, right? the movie, this is going to be great. And then they brought a dinosaur to life and just Jurassic Park. Park references just raining. Just left and right, Down. left and right, left and right. I love, Yeah, I love when Dibney was like, you know, don't move. They, they <laughs> like, and then it moved anyways. Like, that movie was filled with lies. <laughs> my favorite, I think... My favorite line that we've gotten from this season so far is for the love of Jeff Goldblum's stop. <laughs> I Yes. I was like, thank you so much for that little Jurassic Park tidbit. Thank you. Thank you, yes. writers. That was so good. <laughs> and I mean she did all this because she wanted to get the those necklace back to her people and there's three mm. parts and it was separated and so it was all about finding the elements and two of them had been reunited at the museum. So it was nice that by the end of it, you know, she, it all comes together. And then Dibney, lesson learned, um, he ends up mailing it back because very yeah. like, hey, you know, they fa- said they couldn't find anything and ta-da! D- don't yell at me. <laughs> yeah, don't yell at me for this one. And it was actually a good thing because in the long run, I think that a lot of times Barry's point to the villains is, Yes, your point is right. Mm-hmm. It's the execution of yeah. your plan that mm-hmm. is wrong. And that's all that it was here. And I can see being an activist, getting fired from her job, mm-hmm. all that stuff racks up against you and you feel like life, you're not getting ahead and you're fighting the good fight and going no, nowhere. So now all of a sudden I have these meta powers. I can use this to my advantage now. Yeah, And so I can see how it's easy to do that. But then it also just gets slightly blurred of, you know, her end result because you end up hurting people instead of helping people. Yeah. No, it was one of those things for me when just watching, like, when she was saying why she did it. It was like, this doesn't belong in the museum. This doesn't belong here. I'm like, well, you ain't wrong, though. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Native Americans, Indigenous people are not, you know, yeah. the past. So, it kind of puts you as the, as the viewer, kind of like, well, I yeah, kind of agree that. with her. I just wish she wouldn't kill people. Can't she just, like, get the inanimate object to steal it or knock it out or something yeah. instead? Maybe. Um, oh, so I had one question for you guys about, right. actually, sorry, I have two questions. So oh, I'll start with the first pop one. quiz. <laughs> first of all, we talked about this a little bit too. So in the beginning of the, sh- of the episode, Dibney and Barry get mugged and yes. the guy shoots and the bullets bounce off of his skin and shoot the guy back. And it's very funny banter between them of mm. how he keeps shooting the other guy, which he wasn't. But then later on, when he gets hit by one of the artifacts that she brought to life, he gets punched so hard that he flies through a door. So I'm just trying to figure out, and maybe the chat can help me understand this a little bit, but if he, if any other time he gets hit or punched, like he kind of, the sponginess, the stretch arm firmness mm-hmm. comes into effect. Why did it not in this instance? Do you guys have any thoughts on this? At first I was thinking maybe because it was a smaller like impact that that's why elasticity or whatever like went into effect but then I was thinking back to other episodes where larger things had hit him and he stretched for that so maybe this is just one of those plot holes plot that holes. we have to pretend we don't notice it's one of those Tiana just shut up and watch the show and enjoy <laughs> maybe <laughs> <One No. of> <laughs> those... 
Just stop critiquing just, everything. Just stop. Because you know, I, I know what your second question is probably going to be too. But like the thing with that, when Barry had hit him in the like what two episodes ago, mm-hmm. his his fist went right through his face, right? Yeah. yeah. And he like got. He was like, "Are you serious? So why this time it didn't do that?" Yeah. So I mean, maybe that's a question chat. If you guys have answers on that, please let us know. My my other question actually has to do with, um, with what's her name, Chaitan's um, powers mm. and how she brings things to life. So we know that she gets arrested. She's in the CCPD holding cell. She takes the officer's pin to take her special cuffs off so she can use her powers. But she hasn't seen anything upstairs. So is the power just, hey, get free, knock out everyone and come find me downstairs? Or Because how does she know that there was a tactical dummy upstairs that being was- demonstrated on... Yeah, that was something I was like, mm. I'm just wondering the extent of her powers. Does she feel and understand? How did you know he had a, a gun in there with a smoke bomb in it? Yeah. How'd she know that? Yeah, how'd she know? I'm wondering if maybe it's just something she can sense because when she's in the museum, she's like, you know, there's a lot of things. like There's gargoyles up on the roof. So maybe like it's just something she can sense. Okay. Because I don't, I mean, I guess she could have maybe noticed that when she was walking into the museum, but we don't see that, obviously. So, I don't know. Maybe she can sense it. Maybe she saw it when she was being escorted in, and we just don't see I that scene. see that part. Okay. Also, who has a tactical dummy course in know. the middle right? of a police it, precinct? It, yeah. What, what time, what time <laughs> At, like, 9.30 p.m. <laughs> it was dark out. But maybe, you know, daylight savings. I don't know. Daylight savings, <laughs> that was, y'all. That was some good questions. It was dark at, like, like, 5 o'clock. I don't know. We got questions. We got some questions, but... Well, it's kind of like what you asked earlier when we were watching it, because remember when the little girl got put in the hospital, and they, they were just chilling there. Right. Very, <laughs> very, I'm like, the doctor doesn't ask anything. Like, how did... Who are you? How are you related? Why am I giving you all her medical information? Yeah, like, you guys, y'all look a lot like the guy in the red suit and the guy in that ugly blue suit. But like, all right, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the suit too. Poor, I mean, oh. I love Cisco, but Cisco, and I know it's a prototype, but Cisco, you did did me wrong. You did. You looked, did him so. Barry's very first suit did not look that janky. He looked like. He looked like Frozone from The Incredibles. <laughs> like, that was a fan-made But costume. also mixed with, like, the tied-behind mask of, like, Zorro. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I was gonna say, um... What's that movie? Never mind. But, yeah. He um, also gave me a lot of Riddler-esque yeah. feel vibes this week. The Princess Bride. The Princess Bride. Yes, Wesley. Wesley. Yes. <laughs> But for some reason, I just kept thinking of Jim Carrey as the Riddler this week. And maybe it was because of all the pop references and funny lines, Mm. and then he's tall and lanky and in a suit, a tight suit like the Riddler would be in. I don't know. It just. What was one of the jokes he made that had me crack? Oh, when he needed to go put the suit on, he's like, Barry, do you want to help me? Barry's like, no. He's like, you sure? It's tight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there are a lot of references like that. Messy. They did. So I need Cisco to hopefully next week. Dibney can have a better prototype of his suit. Maybe something a better color? Yeah, I don't know if I like yeah, that the blue. color was... I get the blue versus the red, but... It should have been darker like a... blue, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we like need... a gray. I feel like 
Francisco maybe was doing it on purpose, though. Like, throwing yeah, a little right? shade at him. Because <laughs> yeah. he was already kind of annoyed with him about the bachelor party the last last time. <laughs> like, this is all your fault. So I feel like he was like, no, um, yeah, here's your suit. Like, your he should have been petty and put it in gold. Like, <laughs> oh golden God. booty. Yeah. Like, golden booty material. He would have just looked like a Golden Globe or an Oscar at that point. Exactly. That's all I would have thought that of. Funny. <laughs> um, another really fun part of the episode was you know, all the wells. The Council of Wells. Council of Wells. First of all, I have to say that Harrison Wells' character on this show is one of my favorites. And I love it when we get to see multiple Mm -hmm. versions of him from different Earths. It's my favorite! Yeah, because it shows one that Tom Cavanaugh is a great actor. Yeah. And then just, you can never have enough Harrison Wells. Yeah, and just that he gets to play a different version of himself almost every season and yeah. gets to do all these fun things. I mean, we had, I'm, um, I'm calling him the Matthew McConaughey. That's exactly <laughs> who I thought of. I kind of felt like Hugh Hefner with that a little bit. He was a little bit, it too. was, it was the way he was talking. It was yeah. very, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> it was very Matthew McConaughey and Magic Mike. Yeah. Like, what was that? What was, uh, uh, what was, uh, H. Latherow Wells? Yes. <laughs> very Latherow. Very sensual Latherow. name. Um, we had, wait, um, Harrison the White, was that, I just wrote Gandalf. Yeah, like Gandalf, yeah, <laughs> Gandalf. So I wrote Gandalf. Wells the Gray. Wells the Gray, was that was Wells the one. Wells the Gray. And then the German one. Was like a Tilda Swinton Harrison Steve Jobs, like, <laughs> yeah, there was, there was a lot he going was, on there. He was a shady lady. He was and funny. He was a shady lady. <laughs> like, and I live for shade. He was like Meryl Streep in The Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> yes. Like, just like his little, I was like, ooh, that's done. And then, of course, you have post-apocalyptic half-machine. Terminator. Terminator. Wells 2.0. Wells 2.0. Wait. Who, who has also eaten a Cisco. Yes. He knows what a Said Cisco tastes tasty. like. So, I mean. And also is wearing, like, a kind of a crop top. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. can we talk it about was... that body? Go off, Harrison Wells. Tom Cavanaugh, I see you. I appreciate the work you're doing in the gym, boo. And that little <laughs> V line there, I was very into you it. You were smart. You were kind. <laughs> you were important. <laughs> All of a sudden, I was like, oh, my God. We were like, gosh. wait. Harrison Wells got yeah. body? It was like, oh, okay. That's okay. 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 Oh, uh, oh, okay. I'm over here running around thinking about Barry running around with his abs and Harrison, don't sleep on him. Don't sleep on don't it. Sleep don't on sleep on it. But so this was a really fun thing. So we are trying to find this DeVoe character because yeah. no one, re- there's a million DeVoe's. We don't know how to do it. Baby DeVoe. Yeah. They've been spending <laughs> all nighters trying to figure out who this person is. So Harrison has this great idea to invite his friends, which he found some friends. We're all excited. Thank you. Yay! I love how everyone thought he was joking at first. They were like, I think he's being sarcastic. No, he doesn't actually have friends. He's like, I have friends. (laughs) And he is the only person who would go out and make friends with himself. Yep, that sounds about right. I kind of love for it. I kind of do, but also I love me, but I'm not sure I could be a friend friends with me sometimes I don't know I feel like I'm a I'm a better person I'm a better friend to other people than I would be to myself that's deep (laughs) (laughs) well they had a deep moment too when Harrison was like you know when Cisco had that moment with him it was like why are you doing Mm -hmm. you know it's like 
And I, I kind of was surprised by that. I was like, I did not see that going that way. <laughs> the whole conversation is like, you've got insecurities. Like, there's just a lot of bromance combos going on yes. this episode. I mean, we had the girls episode last week. And this week, I guess this was the appease anyone who might have had an issue with hashtag feminism. <laughs> that we got bromance this week. And it was a lot of it. And that particular, I was like, whoa, I did, that was, this is a moment as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's almost like the writers are like, it, guys, it's okay. We got you too. Here you go friendship for you as well friendship, friendship for everyone you got this we're all good um yeah it was it was great to see them getting to hang out and talk and seeing his dynamic with everyone and then them actually finding a solution and having to work together guys because he's not a team player no. he hasn't he is a solo yeah. human being so it was nice to see them figure out a way to work together. I will say I love seeing Cisco like kind of go up to bat with each one of the different wells, and then unfortunately <laughs> being exposed or getting exposed to by uh, Hugh Hefner Wells. Yeah, Chris in the chat says uh, Cisco has seen Wells pee pee. Yes, yes. <laughs> which is a lot because it, it, Cisco and Wells their relationship is it's just not there. Not there. It's not, not the. Not- most people see each other's private parts as friends, but this one is Definitely just extra, extra. Yeah, that was a lot of intimacy there. I, it was like um, we've we've entered a new frontier. Like, I, I think he said something Seriously. like, "This has been burned into my brain." Like, yep. you can't see that. Yeah. So um, the team's trying to find Devoe, and while Harry has or Harrison has his way of doing it. Caitlin comes up with a way because Ralph was on that bus. Yeah. So she's like, hey, what about hypnosis? Why don't we try giving this a shot? Have you got, do you guys believe in hypnosis? Have you been hypnotized before? Yes, actually. I have not, so. Yes, I (laughs) have, and it is very weird. I do believe it works. I don't think it's like they can get you the, I don't think they can get you like, I don't know, be a chicken or something. But um, I actually had to, for a car accident, I actually had to go into hypnosis to, like, help me remember, like, what was I was doing before everything was happening. And, like, it did help, like, trigger some, some memories. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I've definitely had experiences with it, not in a serious matter like yours. Mine was, like, in high school when they bring a hypnotist and make you act like a chicken yeah. on stage. I was the chicken. Okay. <laughs> so I definitely believe it. So I thought it was really interesting that they brought it up and that it was Caitlin who said it, who's very more science Science, and facts and stuff so this is sort of an alternative method so for Caitlin to suggest it was a little surprising to me but still fun and we got a fun scene with Barry and um, Iris's couples counselor yes we got like couples therapy revisited (laughs) I kind of dug that scene when they all three were on the um, couch I was like oh this is cute this is because that was such a funny episode so it was nice to kind of see that again so I mean and like we said earlier you know he sees the man crying the crying man he sees some women and he's very sexist and only can remember their measurements which she does not sound like a normal sized woman just saying and then the, the jacket very with the, tiny yeah very tiny woman <laughs> with very large breasts <laughs> it was just every measurement he threw out and then the jacket with the bison which led us to um figuring out who the black bison was yeah so that was just a fun scene and another way that the team is all trying to all roads are leaving leading towards devoe mm-hmm. who at the beginning of the episode we see in our little scene with him and what is the girl's name i always forget 
her name with the thinker. No? Bueller? Top of Bueller? my head. Sorry. Sorry, guys. I'm blanking right now. If you now. know it, tell us in the chat, uh, But, please. you know, she's freaking out because she's looking at the calculations. This is the first time where everything's lining up that the Flash, Team Flash, could figure out their plan and who they are, and it's ahead of the timeline mm-hmm. schedule of what he originally thought. But he quickly shuts her down because he's like, look, we've ha- I thought of all 8,000 ways this argument yeah. could go. 7,798 or yeah. something. Every way just leads with my victory. I was like, so, what are you confident? Confident. Also, they're the saying mecha- the mechanic. Mechanic. Thank you. I knew it was. Her name's not like Samantha, I guess. Or, <laughs> or Cynthia. Cynthia. Well, maybe maybe <laughs> next week when they're more when they're in the husband wife role that we'll we get her meet them in, we'll get her government name. You know, <laughs> she's gonna be like, "Hi, my name's Becky." Mechanic's my street name, but <laughs> chrysanthemums my government name. <laughs> uh, so it was just very interesting seeing how confident he still is, and for as a viewer who doesn't know a lot about this character and how things will go down the road. I know we've had speedsters who who come in and say, I'm the fastest man, I'm tearing you apart, Barry. But when you have a mind like his, it's really hard for me as a viewer to think of a way that Barry can beat this guy. Yeah. So with me, this one, this confidence actually seems like, hey, I can actually back it up, too. Yeah, because it's always been a test of speed and agility and, you know, brawn and, like, whatever. And this is all like psychological mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong Savitar last season did was yeah, always a step ahead too. as yeah. well they had to really start thinking outside the box to defeat yeah. him but he had the knowledge of just knowing what happened yeah in because the future. he had the memories yeah he yeah. had the memories this is someone who can think of 7,700 ways mm-hmm. one conversation is going to go and know that the end result will always end up with his victory so that in my head I'm scared for Team Flash right now. Yeah. They don't know what they're going up against. I definitely think this is going to be a Team Flash. Like, more so than any other villain we've had to deal with, this is definitely going to be a Team Flash showdown. It's not going to be, like, Barry versus Thinker. I think it's definitely going to have to be Team Flash. For- not that Barry's not smart, but I don't think he's the Thinker smart. No. I don't think, I think, I don't think anyone's the Thinker smart. Yeah, I no, think all of them yeah. together, they all have their specialties together, are, can, like, you know, equal up to it. Yeah, because he's obviously he's laying like these pieces aligned, and he even they were even prepared, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was one of these things where it's like, there are they playing into his hands the whole time? So do is it kind of like you know one of those things they say like resistance is futile in a way. It's like <laughs> no matter what he, no matter what Barry does, even when they look like they win, there's he's the thinker's still winning. So are they still winning at the end of any any of these episodes? So everything lining up the way exactly the way the thinker wants it to be. Exactly. Yeah. So let's so at the end of the episode, we have the address. We know who he is. We got Wells outside right? with the gun on the door. Looking we got vibing <laughs> Caitlin slash Killer Frost on the ready to vibe in at any moment. Everybody's on deck. Everyone's ready to on go. deck. The team is ready to go. And then knock knock, who answers the phone? Everyone looks normal. They don't look scary, creepy. There's Which no. Which she was serving a look. Go off in that sundress. <laughs> yeah, she looked really nice. She did, <laughs> right? So yeah, I've heard like, oh, is my... why do you need to talk to my husband? Is everything okay, officers? Oh yeah. my! And then here he comes rolling up in his fancy chair with hair. 
Yeah. I almost right? didn't recognize him. I was like, wait, Skin you're, all clear. you're Skin all clear. kind of handsome. So what's going on what's here? Going on? So then I'm starting to wonder, and again, not knowing how this works, what we're seeing is that in a different time. Is, is that like is, in their Are brain? they able to put out the visual yeah. this is what we look I'm like confused. to our brains? <laughs> I'm genuinely like, where are they going with this? And that's kind of the excitement of it. Like, we weren't expecting a nice old house with welcome mat and it, for yeah. it to be. I mean, I, I kind of felt like we weren't going to get a showdown, of course, no, at the yeah. end of this episode. But it was like this total 180 was something interesting. And someone actually pointed out um, that it's kind of similar with the wheelchair that Harrison had in like season one. Mm-hmm. Although, like someone else pointed out, that he, I, I believe the thinker needs the wheelchair as opposed yeah. to Harrison didn't. So Didn't need it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm very excited to see... As I say, the preview for next week looks wild. Yes. Before we talk about that... Yes. Let's talk about some news. After Buzz TV News. Yeah. Um, well, there's a lot going a lot on. Happening. A lot going on. <laughs> and, you know, Ooh. what we've been seeing with the Hollywood uh, avalanche of things, uh, our great show the flash is not immune from it mm. as the flashes and supergirl showrunner suspended amid sexual harassment claims um mm. warner brothers television group has sidelined the prominent television producer andrew kresberg amid allegations of sexual harassment about 19 sources came forward and the company says it's investigating accusations against kresberg who created several of these you know he created the flash supergirl arrow dc legends of tomorrow and they released a public statement you know saying that they're trying to get to the end, mm-hmm. you know, seeing what's happening. And what we've seen also, um, the cast members and people involved with the show are coming out, such as um, Felicity from Arrow, Emily, um, and Katie Lotz of Legends Tomorrow. And also, um, Candace Payton answered a fan's question on the topic on Twitter on Monday and said, um, you know, she stands 100% with her sisters, 1,000%, and have and have many thoughts but do not feel calm or ready to speak on the issue and other issues in a, in a productive way right now. And also, early this morning, actually, uh, Grant mm-hmm. um, put up released a, a uh, release statement as well. Yeah, I love that the cast across all the shows are really coming together. Mm. They're standing by everyone. I think even Stephen Amell kind of put yeah. out something too. So, it's, you know, everyone is definitely a family on these shows and it's terrible what's happening and what has happened. Mm-hmm. And But it's great to see them coming together and not just throwing any one person under the bus. Yeah, and I think it's great for the women to come up, like these, you know, women cast members to support. But I think it says a lot for the male cast members to also... Yes be coming mm-hmm. forward just because this is a very, you know, heavily cited issue and for men to be like, I see that, I, no, I'm not doing this, but there's ways that I can help make a safer environment. And like, I believe even in Grant's statement, he said, you know, I, I need, I'm going to be more careful of, you know, keeping an eye out for mm-hmm. the women on my show and the women in my life and stuff. And that's very respectable. Yeah, he mentioned a, a qu- the question of privilege as a yes. man in the industry of not having to deal with certain things. Although we've seen that men have had to deal with certain issues mm-hmm. as well. But I, I think, you know, one of the things we might see is that this might be, you know, a productive step forward, especially for the women characters and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, on a lighter note, (laughs) over the weekend, on November 11th, to be exact, cast members of The Flash were at the Fan Expo in Vancouver. And um, they took some really cute photos with the fans. Um, We see some nice ones of them kind of, you know, with... uh, 
Oh, her dog is yeah, Zoe. Zoe. Queen Zoe. Queen Zoe. We need to get Queen Zoe on the show. <laughs> and also grand. other fans. Yeah, he's looking nice. Looking, looking nice. nice. Looking rested. I saw a picture um, from the fan expo where a little girl had dressed up as Killer Frost. Mm-hmm. And that oh. that melted my heart. The opposite <laughs> effect. It was so cute. And you could tell that they were all just like in awe of her. She was killing the look for sure. Yeah, that's amazing. And also what fans can look forward to is Candace will um, appear in CBS Watch magazine. Ow, ow. Um, and fans receive a sneak peek early as the exclusive interview and the rest of the pictures will be made available online and on newsstands on November 21st. Yeah, And she's serving a lot of looks here. Body yaddy yaddy. Just killing I mean, it. look at that. Queen Iris, y'all. Queen Iris. Seriously. <laughs> Never yeah. sleep on her. So, yeah, yeah, a lot of light and dark news going on. Yeah. The perfect storm, I guess. Yes. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. I'm, I love it. All right. So, now we should talk about some predictions. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Ooh. So, we see. You can continue your statement from earlier about next week's episode. Oh, yes. Okay. So. If you saw the previews for next week, we see it's a lot of mind games going on and a lot of Barry kind of, like, losing his cool a little bit. So, I think we might see our first, like, big wedge in the Flash team, maybe, this next episode coming up. Just because we see Iris and Barry kind of have a tense moment there. I think he's going to get obsessed with this, you know... Um, Clifford, aka the Thinker, and the rest of them are going to be maybe not as convinced. Like they're going to be thrown off a little bit. I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. Maybe I don't know. Just I like throwing it. it out there. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting because it does seem like Clifford's going to start playing the mind games to make Barry out to be the crazy person. But all I keep thinking is that. Well, that's fine for next week, but I know the next week is the crossover after that, and I know what's yeah. happening there, so I'm just thinking, okay, these mind games, that's fine for one week, but, like, like I know Barry's not going to be crazy, because yeah. that crossover is coming out. <laughs> True. So, that's all my mind keeps going to after seeing the preview, but, I mean... Yeah, just crossover. Crossover. <laughs> like, that's all I'm thinking of right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Drew. I think, you know, we're going to see him playing mind games. Because one of the things with the thinker, I don't think we've seen it so far in this, uh, in the TV show, is that he can control minds and things of that nature um, with, I think, his helmet, I think it was. And um, I think we're seeing, it, it looks like, I mean, from the preview, it looks like there's going to be a little bit of a darker tone going on, which... I mean, I totally love the light tone of this season, but I, I'm kind of digging that we might have a little bit of a darker tone because yeah. it's been a lot, very comedic so yeah. far, which has been nice and it's been interwoven with, um, you know, emotions and things and all the feels and stuff. <laughs> but I think next week we're going to start seeing a little bit more of the development of what all of this is meaning, where mm-hmm. is this leading to? But of course we have the crossover, so we'll probably get to that and then stop and do the crossover with whatever's happening there. Okay, and then for my prediction... I'm just going to say, like, I would like to see Dibney as a permanent part of Team Flash. Because yeah. right now, we don't know really how long he's going to stick around or anything. So I would like to see him officially part of the team. Because I do think Barry needs someone else out there with him. And for some reason, they don't let Cisco be Vibe out there. Yeah, we got a reference to Vibe. We got a reference. He was <laughs> suited up, ready to go, but... 
he's only vibe when Barry is stuck in a speed force. Yeah. yeah. And so I, as much as I want to see vibe and Barry out there doing stuff in the flash, I feel like they're never going to give that to me, but I need Barry and they took Wally away. Yeah. So we, we have a, we have a spot for a team member. I mean, he, he is out in Hawaii living his best life right now. Okay. He is, he is in Hawaii right now. I was checking his Twitter before I got here. He's enjoying life right now. He's living. So we have a, we have a team member spot to fill because Wally's not there. So uh, I think that Dibney kind of brings uh, something different and a little goofy, sort of quirky way, but someone who we're teaching the right ropes to. I will say, I know some of the Wally fans are going to be like, you traitor. And I'm not, listen, I love (laughs) him. She got a pretty face. I don't know. I love him. him. (laughs) No, I'm not trading him out for another pretty face. I love you, Wally. But Mm. I'm just saying, I think Ralph brings something different, like you said. And I think as far as the powers and stuff, he has something like to offer that's different. And so I think it balances everything out. Yeah. And so I am allowing him to stay, like I have control over the writers, <laughs> allowing him to stay for now, but... But if Wally wants back... If Wally's not in this wedding... Is he in the wedding? I don't even... I don't know. It's his sister's wedding. He has to be. Right? Like... One, <laughs> he has one to be. would think. One would... But stranger things have happened. Yeah. Well, they're letting, you know, and that's the thing about Dibney, too. They're letting, like we saw with this episode, they're letting him have those kind of conversations with Barry that we didn't necessarily see with him and Wally, which, I mean, maybe it's because of the different dynamic and he has to really teach Dibney something, as opposed to Wally already, you know, feeling that, you know, being on the same page. So maybe, you know, like what you're saying, that it has that different dynamic, which... Wally was a bad boy for like two seconds in the beginning where he was like street racing and then they're like, stop it. And he was like, okay. I feel like they should have cool. kept with that a little bit. I know. I was, I was interested in that. Oh, but. father figure? Okay, I'll yeah. listen. Wait, dad? Here we go. <laughs> Daddy said stop? Okay. <laughs> I just want to be a hero, guys. I flash. I'm just kid flash. Yeah. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how that dynamic goes on throughout the season to see if he really can become part of this here because in that little extended scene thing that we saw I know was it you Chauncey was like wait are they trying to put Caitlyn and oh, Dibney together no, that, that, was that was you I was like you better leave Caitlyn alone this season <laughs> no, I do not want yeah, she's I, working on herself yeah I, I don't want that but I, I but it was nice to see that he is getting along with other team members yeah. and maybe you know I want platonic friendships yeah. only for Caitlyn <laughs> for a little bit I'm just saying for this maybe, season. Maybe Dibney could be the one person who actually, like, gets Harrison, you know? Like, a team member who comes in and oh, Harrison yeah. just, like, he hates him right now, but he's going to find a way to just break him down and be his best friend. I feel like Cisco is that for Harrison. I mean, they have a, that's kind of, to me, I feel like that's a pretty epic, that's one of my favorite yeah. relationships yeah. is Cisco and Harrison. And I think he gets, I mean, he was able to, I think he gets that about him, you know. I was say, I almost feel like Disney and Barry are kind of having a Cisco and, and Wells, like, relationship. That's true. Where Barry's just like, you are a piece of work. <laughs> well, Barry's <laughs> in the nice terms. Yeah, well, Barry was like, I'll protect your heart. I'm like, whoa. I was like, where's my West Allen scene this week? <laughs> right? What is this? I'm like, protect my heart. <laughs> Barry is cheating on her with Disney. <laughs> I don't just, know about that. Oh. oh, and he was like, let me be your person. And I was like, Grey's Anatomy much? Someone's been watching Grey's. Um, it was like, there was a lot someone's sleeping on, on the couch. Barry. <laughs> Barry. 
Um, all right. Well, thank you guys at home for watching and listening. If you guys are watching us live, if you're in this live chat right now, thank you so much for tuning in and talking and joining our conversation. If you're listening back to us, please go to iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. Comment on there. You can also go over to YouTube and leave us a comment there and also give us a big thumbs up like. And we love talking about The Flash, so make sure you guys keep talking about it with us all week. And where can they find you to do that? You guys can find me on literally all of the things at OKDrewJ. And you can find me, Chauncey K. Robinson, on Twitter at MissChaunceyKR. And you can find me at the Tiana Hobson. Make sure you follow AfterBuzz TV at AfterBuzz TV across all social media platforms. You guys are the best. We love you, and we'll see you next week. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.